Hi there. Thanks for downloading and listening to this Speak Free Radio podcast. All the shows are free to download and stream, and always will be. If you get value from them and would like to sponsor the station with a donation, we'd appreciate your help as part of our end-of-year donation drive. Just go over to speakfreeradio.com and click the Donate button on the top right of the website. Thanks for your help, and now, time for the show. And I don't clear. experience this in other places. That uh, okay, now Has it's it gone. Michael. It's yeah, gone now it's now, gone. Michael, hasn't it? Yeah, okay, it's gone. Hang on. What was Just it? Just a second. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Not, I'm going to tell you afterwards. It's, it's not gone for okay. me. Let's see if Eli yeah, has, has worked for him. It's gone for you, Eli, too. That's better. Okay. Has it gone? Is it gone? Yeah, okay, for me yeah. it's gone, but he's on his way in. I think he's yeah processing. All right. No, okay. we're okay. Okay, so what I would do is, uh, hi everybody, welcome to the show. We just had a technical doodad there. We don't know quite what caused it, but we've solved it. Um, so welcome to Bloodlines. I'll edit the silence out of the replay. Away you go. So apologies to everyone for being oh, a little please bit Please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome everybody. We had such a horrible echo. It was like being on stage at Madison Square Garden, right? <laughs> uh, using, uh, listening to the national anthem at a... A, a baseball stadium that's the kind of echo we had so we didn't want that to come across so thank you paul for fixing that and welcome to bloodlines today is october 15th 2023 and boy have we got a show lined up for you because we're going to talk about what happened what's been happening in israel the past week and also, we have a show to do, a continuation of our series on the two seeds of Genesis 3.15 by Pastor Dan Gaiman. But also, just to remind everybody, we are simulcasting on Speak Free Radio and Eurofolk Radio. And we have a lot of changes coming up. We're, we're going to be streamlining Eurofolk Radio even more, because the initial idea behind Eurofolk Radio was 24-7 identity broadcasting, you know, both live and pre-programmed. But the, the problem is it's just a lot of work to program all that stuff. So we're going to streamline it. Paul and I are discussing how to streamline it. And uh, that's going to be happening within the next two weeks. And uh, so it'll be f reflected in the show schedule. So just to let you know. But uh, the live programming on the weekends will remain. And Roger Sales' live show will remain. That's Monday through Saturday. And probably a Rick, um, Rick Tyler's show will remain live as well. So we're just going to condense everything and remove all of the superfluous stuff like Jeff Rents. <laughs> all right. Okay. So that's the plan, and hopefully all these sound issues that we've been having will be eliminated as well. 
and Paul has got some technical help to, coming as well to help us out with this. So also, just re- to remind everybody, on uh, 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 Speak Free Radio, Dave Gehari and uh, his website, uh, okay, uh, or it could be my headset that are saying I got a little bit of choppy sound, but it's not too bad. So that uh, the, the the website uh, Dave Gehari runs Speak Free Radio and his publishing site. You know, my book is listed there. Uh, the Great Impersonation: How the Antichrist Has Deceived the Whole World. MoneyTreePublishing.com and uh, wonderful titles like uh, uh, Hitler's War. The uh, the various uh, all kinds of stuff about the the uh, sinking the liberty by the Jews, right? The Jews thank the liberty. It didn't happen by itself. It wasn't a mistake. It was a deliberate uh, action against the United States of America. All these wonderful books available at uh, MoneyTreePublishing.com. And so just go there and take a look at all the wonderful publications he's got there. And uh, many books on race. And, of course, my book, The Great Impersonation. So and we're having a, uh, what do they call it, a program to uh, for holiday sales. So please go there, moneytreepublishing.com. All right, so we're going to get into right now, Michael, what's been going on in, in – uh, do you have an article from Sweden, a uh, commentary on the Hamas-Israeli war of this past 10 or 15 days? Um, hello, Eli. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have I have been having a look here in Sweden to find find something, but I'm mostly listening m- more to short comments about. But it's only it is only the the Israeli its allies uh, point of view in the articles. So it's very uh. it's very point in one direction, and they always speak about this now. This apparently one million. Inhabitants in Gaza that should leave, and I guess that is an impossibility because all of the the uh, what do you say the borders are closed by Israeli. So how can you move, flee if there are borders closed? Right, right. Well, that uh, I re- I did a show about this last Friday, to say, saying that the whole war is fake. And I just wasn't able to figure out why. What is the current objective for yet another staged attack? Because, as I reported Friday, Hamas is a creation of the Israeli state. Okay? And we've been saying this here on Eurofolk Radio for over 10 years now. And uh, more and more reporters are finally getting around to reporting this. Okay? And uh, so this is uh, something that most people simply do not understand that the Israeli state created Hamas, okay? And so, and I, I don't have the article in front of me that uh, I, have to, I guess I have to open up my other browser to find it because I had to re- we had to reboot to get the show started. So, but in any case, oh, I know where to find it. But uh, in any case, we, we have a situation in, <laughs> in, in the world where the Jews are constantly, it's, it's not just one uh, you know, false flag here and another false flag there. What's actually going on is we have constant false flags going on on multiple platforms in multiple countries, etc., etc., going on constantly. And it's, so, it's getting to the point where we can't keep up with it all. Now, on, on a couple of other occasions, uh, maybe, uh, Brother Abair, can you put the link to that uh, article? 
that uh, you, you have put up in the in the chat room for us. I put it here in our chat room here in um, where we are. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. All right. Very good. Because uh, there's a really good article on the subject. We have a situation where the Israelis have been staging major conflicts, all with by proxy. Uh, you can put it this way: the Israeli uh, enemies, the enemies of Israel, are actually few and far between. They don't. They don't really exist. What happens is the Israelis create organizations like Hamas to be shills, to pretend to be the enemies of the Israeli state. And they use these shills. And they have, you know, well, ISIS is another one. Okay, Hamas, ISIS, even the PLO, right? They were all people who were working actually for the Israelis. And they use these shill organizations to uh, you know, throw a lob of stone over the concrete wall between the Israelis and the Palestinians, or Gaza, whatever it happens to be. And uh, then they expl expand the conflict and bomb the hell out of the Palestinians. But here, this author here, LeoHoman.com, I think he's got the solution. I think he's got the answer to why. what is the current objective, besides killing a lot of people that aren't Jewish, <laughs> all right? But also, Michael, we have to understand that they kill a lot of Jewish people just to make the war look good, right? Isn't that what they, they sacrifice their own people for uh, to, to make the, the theatrics believable, right? Your comment. Yeah, as you say, the Jews are expert also to, as you say to create their own enemy isis israeli secret intelligence service that's and right Ham yeah and hamas as you say is created either by by the israeli state and then and maybe also cia uh, so both of this are they create their own enemies and then they stand and and, and then the only and this is a way to for me they they want money their money is their god so they want more money give us more money and oh. also their also to get their their banking system not collapsing because this is something with this present banking system you need to have depth in the system to have it to work and war is the most profitable one so now they can ramp up and we had one conflict first in ukraine conflict what and then now in israel so it's it's popping up those and i don't know if they want it to spill over to iran because that is one of their goal yes if this okay. will also be one of the goal yes all right so yeah and then uh yeah, just killing more people <laughs> but i think this article here which is entitled up to one million gaza refugees looking for new homes and the U.S. is the first to raise its hand, okay? So what we've been saying here on Eurofolk Radio about all these conflicts, all the, go, all the way to the Iraqi conflict, was you kill all these Arabs, and you get them angry at America, and then you ship them to America either during the war or after the war, after the war, with hate, with their hearts full of hatred towards us, and th now they become citizens of our country. Really? D don't you see a trend, a pattern there, Michael? Yeah, and the same trend goes on here for Sweden too. They get them up here, um, angry Muslims. Yeah. They see us as the enemy because, yeah. They they have a hatred in their heart for us, and this again, what the Jews want from them, a conflict between us, so we don't look at, at them, right. but that's the Jews' expert act, yes. to divert right. our attention, that's all something I thought about, because yeah. now, 
everybody have the tension now on this um, conflict. What are they not saying? What is happening in the world that they don't want us to look at? Because often this is diversion. They want us to look at something while they do something else. Yeah. And, and if you criticize any Arab, then you're guilty of Islamophobia, right? <laughs> right? Never mind that they're killing and raping our people. No, it's still Islam. And, and, they, and they chop the hands off of homosexuals, and they have honor killings of the women who don't violate any laws, but they upset a, a male member of the family. They have, oh, no, that's Islamophobia. You shouldn't be pointing that out. This is the kind of ridiculous world we live in, folks, but, but it's the Jewish world. It's a world of Jewish theater. So we have the same thing going on, and probably even the worst is in Britain where the, the authorities look the other way when Islamic terrorists uh, pander white girls, uh, use them as prostitutes, rape them and murder them, and the authorities, the police, look the other way. And I think the same thing is true in Sweden. Right? Isn't that what's happening in Sweden also? Yeah, they blame the women for yeah. what is oh, right. And the, the police in Sweden are very afraid of being accused of being racist. Racist, right. Oh right. my goodness, they are so afraid of having critique. So they, yeah. they throw their own people under their bus so they don't get accused of that terrible word. Hey, right. it's a word. Right. It's, yeah. it's well, nothing else. Well, it'll get you fired, won't it? <laughs> Same thing here in America. You know, the, the, the blacks who attack police officers having a donut in their squad car. <laughs> the police officer is, is the evildoer, not the black that attacked him, right? This, Of course, this is orchestrated Jewish lies called mass media, folks. That's what it is. All right. So let's get to this article. And so Palestinians coming to America? Yes, that's what a group of Democrats in Congress are already clamoring for, don't you know? This is exactly the scenario I laid out in my 2017 book, Stealth Invasion. The U.S. gets involved in the affairs of another country, funding one or both sides of a war. Now, it's really not us that funds, it's the Jews who are doing the funding, it's the Rothschild banks. Isn't that the case? You know, but of course, for Mr. What's his name? Let me scroll. For for this author to get published, he can't talk about the Jews, right? It's leoholman.com, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't get published. So he, yeah, okay, he has to blame America. America is the great Satan. Even a lot of Arabs believe that, but most Arabs aren't that stupid they know that uh, israel is is really the, the true source of all the evil they certainly know that in iran okay all right and most arabs know that too and and the jews there are right in their midst the the open sore the wound the canker sore of planet earth is right there in israel and the arabs know that too right it's just the, the only thing that's preventing the people of the planet earth uh, from understanding what's really going on is total control of media by the Jews, right? They still have total control. If somebody could unplug <laughs> their disinformation media, if somebody could unplug that, the world would wake up in short order. But that, that's, that's, I guess it's praying for too much. Anyway, he says, this is exactly the scenario I laid out in my 2017 book, Stealth Invasion. The U.S. gets involved in the affairs of another country at the behest of the Israelis, I might add, funding one or both sides of a war, 
And then when everything is destroyed and refugees start to flow out of those areas, we are the first to volunteer to take them in. Yeah, so we make them angry at us by killing them and maiming them, and then their living relatives come over here and cause chaos in our society. What sense does that make, Michael? Why, why start the war in the first place? Just invite them over here. Yeah, but they need to. Yeah, they need to to get them angry, and they also. Right. Yeah, that's uh, then, and then they see you, American, as as one of the problem because they are the evils, and then they can foment the conflict yeah. here. This is their way to because right. they the ultimate goal has always been to eradicate the white race. So we are the target for all this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the white race is the target of the international Jew. It goes back to Genesis 3.15, as we've been covering with uh, the book by Dan Gaiman, the two C's of Genesis 3.15. This is some, nothing more than a continuation of that feud, that blood feud, that hatred, the enmity, as the book of uh, Genesis calls it, between these two bloodlines. And the, the, the sad fact even within certain factions of identity, they don't they don't believe in the bloodlines or they ignore the bloodlines. That enmity that has prophesied by Yahweh in Genesis three fifteen explains why all this is happening. Okay, and th- th- this feud between the bloodline of Cain and the bloodline of Seth has been ongoing ever since. Because, well, the way I look at it, Michael is, and I'll ask you for comment when I'm when I'm done with this comment here is that we white people are like the immune system of the body. And our people have to suffer because whenever an organism invades your body, let's say a germ or a bacteria or a parasite, parasite is probably the best example because we consider the Jews to be a parasitic race. And when that entity invades the body, the immune system is supposed to recognize it. And then the white blood cells, which uh, macrophages, are triggered to destroy the invader. However, this invader creates an autoimmune disease. What's an autoimmune disease? That's when the invading organism is actually very intelligent and directs your immune system to attack its own body, its own cells, as opposed to to the invading Jewish cell. Do, do, you get, do you get the parallel here between autoimmune system and Jewish presence here on planet Earth? Yeah, they have turned everybody against us because we, the white people, could be seen as this, as this, um, as yeah. the white, right blood cells in the body. That's and right. Because that is probably why Yahweh put us here, and that is also why he have not, because he, he come on, Yahweh's God. He can just er- eradicate all the Jews who were done. Yeah, but that's right. not what he wants. He wants his sons and daughters to realize this and do their work. But right. they're doing a horrible work, a yeah. horrible work on this because they are so sound asleep. And if you wake them up, they get angry because that is how people get <laughs> angry when they right. when they sleep. If you wake up a sleepy person, what happened? He gets yeah. angry. Don't Same poke if- those, right. Don't poke those white blood cells. They might do something. Thing, right? <laughs> yeah, but they get angry first because oh wait, why? I had oh, a yeah. nice sleep in this in this materialistic world. The only thing is materialistic. Uh, no, it's not. Sorry, yeah. 
Right. You have to have responsibility for your, your the one comes after you. You have to engage in that ends up that you get engaged in politics in somehow real politics. Right. Yeah. Not not carry not this theatrics yeah. that is yeah. today. Jew, and, Jewish theater, right? Jewish yeah. Theater. So yeah, I under, I agree with you on your your uh, your metaphor Analysis. about yeah, and mm-hmm. how how about the white race is the white blood cells, but. Uh, this white blood says are very slow to understand their enemy because this invader is very intelligent and very cunning yes. in into changing their own kind against their blood system, their yeah. bl- uh, their white uh, blood cells. So, yeah, I yeah. Am, but um, the white people are so asleep. So even if you got bomb goes off, then they don't wake up. <laughs> well, that a bomb did go off in, in Gaza, right? <laughs> and, did the white people wake up? No. Exactly. No, no, exactly. No. They but, will not uh, make money. But your point about money is well taken as well, because whenever there's a conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians, whether it be blamed on Hamas or PLO or whatever organizations over there, most of those organizations that are well known to people actually cooperate with the Israelis. For example, the... Uh, uh, not, not Saudi Arabia. That, that actually, that whole family is actually Jewish, going back several generations. That's why the Saudi Arabians have been cooperating with the Israelis, even on 9/11. They cooperated with the Israelis, and they've been cooperating with the Israelis uh, all the time. They, they never, there was never any real conflict between those two nations, because the Saudi royal family is in fact Jewish, and we've reported on this many times at Eurofolk Radio, but. Getting back to the televangelists, whenever a conflict happens there, then the televangelists like Tom, uh, John Hagee and uh, Joel Osteen and the two women, uh, Paula White, and I forget who the other one is. There's, there's several female televangelists. Send your money to Israel. The Jews are suffering. Oh, send more money. We have to support Israel. It's God's chosen people. How can you let this happen? And it's what it is, Michael, is the funding drive, <laughs> right? Isn't that what it is? And what I think, yeah, what I'm thinking about now when you're saying this, this getting more money to black to to get money in this criminal cartel that they they are is the same with the Holocaust, the Holocaust. Hmm. What, what is that big for? Getting money out of Germany? This only to get money from them. It's just a scam. Yes, right. Same here. They want to get out money out of people. It's always this money-driven stuff. Yeah, right. And, so uh, again, it's uh, yeah. And they have brainwashed the vast majority of Judeo-Christians into believing that the Jews are God's chosen people, and then that, that stinking rat hole in the Middle East called Israel is actually. <laughs> God's chosen people, that's because our people uh, have been misinformed about the Bible, and they don't understand who the real enemy is, right? And the enemy, Yahshua is very clear, it's the Sanhedrin, it's the Pharisees, it's the Edomites, and the Jews admit that they're Edom, their encyclopedias admit who they are. So anyway, this is this is the reality we're living in, and I think it's at the point now because I asked the question, what is the 
objective of this particular attack, and usually there has been a particular objective, such as a, an excuse to bomb Syria or an excuse to bomb Iran, you know, to influence, to pre, uh, get rid of Iranian nuclear power plants, right? So they they hire a Hamas creature to throw a rock over the wall, and then the Israelis use that as an excuse to cause mayhem throughout the entire Middle East. Okay. So it isn't ongoing. It never stops. It never stops anymore, Michael. It's ongoing. So, and it, isn't it about time for people to wake There's an old, maybe it's even a Swedish fairy tale, right? or, or Dutch. You know, the Dutch boy who, st- or no, no, the boy who cried wolf. The boy who cried wolf. Aren't people getting tired of this same excuse for, you know, blasting the hell out of innocent civilians? Yeah, but um, as I say, because of the media is in the hand of the Jews, right. so they will never show that. They will never. They they take some of their own if it is true, and and probably shoot them or whatever they do if it's true. But probably it's not true because they yeah, fake it, right. yeah, so right. they can laugh about the white people that oh poor Israel or something like that. And they can laugh even more to them because they're so stupid and pathetic and believe said it. Right. So yeah. so I, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Go ahead. No, so that's this is kind of the and so then they get the sympathy, as you say, from then then that that can then um, give the Israeli yeah. the right to attack and kill multiple thousands upon thousands, some tens of thousands of Palestinians, just to probably they want to get all of Gaza to be in in Israeli's hands. That is what they want. They just get rid of them, get more place for more, um, yeah, in this bastard state. Uh, it's right. a lie or Kyrgyzstan, whatever you want to call it. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's not Israel. That's for sure. <laughs> that's that's the name. And I think many people have heard us report that the name Israel was chosen as it was a last minute decision. They were going to call it Judea. But the night before uh, Harry, uh, Harry, yeah, tr- uh, President Truman recognized the Israeli state, they were going to call it Judea, not not Israel. And then uh, you know, the Jews had this brainstorm. Oh, well, no, we better call it Israel, the better to fool people with, right? And so even that was a lie up until the very last minute. It wasn't going to be called Israel. Imagine that, folks. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay. So, all right. So let's. Yeah. So the the author is correct that it is a false flag, and the main objective is to drive more non-whites into white countries. Uh, we ha- would have to agree with that, correct? Yeah, and they want to get get angry Arabs up here so they can uh, have been ups in their arms against us. Right, right. And so it's just ongoing now. But uh, every once in a while, they need to stage another event to make sure that the Judeo-Christians, especially the Baptist, you know, pro-Zionist Baptist churches in America, get a full dose, another dose of Jewish suffering (laughs) headlines, another dose of headlines about Jewish suffering to send more money to Israel. Okay? It's not, folks, it's nothing but a campaign for donations. That's all it is. It's no more real than that. Okay? All right. Let's get back now into two seeds of Genesis. And we were on page, I believe, 
page 54. Okay, yeah, I scrolled down. And uh, I, last week I concluded with the story of uh, the glossary. No, it wasn't. It was a list of books. The list of books that he had uh, in chapter 8. And so now let's start with the glossary of terms. And I'll pick it up and you know, and then we can actually uh, trade places, um, you know, switch over on the actual terms that are being used here. Now, this is, again, the book is The Two Seeds of Genesis 3.15 by Pastor Dan Gaiman. He's using the pen name of uh, Lee Mange. Okay. And chapter 9 starts out, it's entitled Glossary of Terms. The following terms are all vital to the understanding of what happened in the Garden of Eden. You should carefully study and research each word as it appears in Genesis chapter 3. Each of these words is loaded with meaning and must be carefully examined under the light of the original Hebrew and historical usage. Now, uh, Michael, there have been, primarily in the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries, the seduction, the literal seduction of Eve was discussed in many books. It was actually common knowledge that Eve was seduced by a fallen angel. That was the common perception. But because the Jews cannot possibly allow the public to think that maybe, oh, the Jews are the descendants of this seduction, the seed line of Cain. So the Jews had to make war on this doctrine. Okay, and so those the identity books, the British Israel books that discuss this topic, including the um, the early church fathers talked about this. They actually compared uh, Joseph's fretting about the fact that he found Mary pregnant. And they said, oh, well, and Joseph said, I don't know if it's in the Bible or in, in one of the commentaries by the early church fathers. They said, well, Joseph was fretting the same way Adam fretted about Eve when he found her pregnant, right? And didn't know how she got pregnant, right? Same thing, same deal. So they compared uh, Joseph's situation with Adam's situation. And there are several early church fathers said that Eve was already pregnant. Not, yeah, Eve was already pregnant by some other entity, by some other being, okay? So, uh, and so... Again, if you study the history of our religion, Christianity, you will find that it's not that it's not that rare for theologians and bishops and what have you to to, to discuss this subject. It's not rare. It's only rare these days when the Jews have bought all the publishing houses and changed the language of the scriptures, so we don't know what to think. Uh, because they've changed, like Gentile, adding Gentile and Jew into the to translations where they do not belong. You're common at this point. Yeah, and I think that translation, that translation alone, this to saying Jew instead of Judah, and right. having that the correct translation has created most of the confusion, um, very much confusion. Like here in Sweden, when I speak to people, oh, they, they're Jews. No, they are not. Look at the word. Look in a concordance. And then you will see that it's not Jews. I do, I do mean, uh, well, uh, I, yeah, mean I, I do mean, sorry for not pronouncing yeah, it Edomites, right. Edomites, right. Yeah, you pronounce it right. Yeah, and uh, there's a and, difference between an Idumean Jew and a Judahite. 
Yeah, it's a big difference. Yes. And, and also that those people are the one that dwells within of the area of Judea. So there could be four types of them, I guess. Or So it's yeah. just how you apply the word in the context of the verse. But right. that is because in Sweden, the, the Christians are very Zionist. They are very Zionist. Oh, they very are, Zionist. Okay. Yeah, that's like in America, I guess, but even more, I think, because really? you can. I was looking now, I can reach the Swedish church page and see if I can find something about this in Israel. But I, the page was down or some, so uh. I couldn't. But uh, but also, as you said, this this knowledge about uh, the seduction that if if you also look up the word, um, I mean, in, in the New Testament, that Eve was seduced holy. Right. It's a holy beguiled. seduction. That's beguiled. Right. To, yeah. And, now, now, well, actually, holy, W H O L L Y, not H O L Y seduction. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Ho- yeah. Holy. Yeah. It's, it's not holy, but it's was holy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, so, so somebody misspelled it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, when I looked in Swedish, they say, "Oh, they're good church fathers here in Sweden." But oh, right, I don't yeah. find so many that really speaks about this message. I found. None probably that yeah. is seeing, trying to get this message out because it started in, in British Israel and dwelt over to you in America by Henry Ford and then it's mm-hmm. it, you, and then it has grown in America and then we try to yeah. take it back here to Europe and try to teach right. our people this but it's yeah. uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of an, an challenge it's an upward hill right say, in oh, these yeah, discussions. Yeah. Well, because the Jews listen to our programs, they listen to you know, how all, all people in the world are, in fact, reacting to whatever the Jews do. And in fact, it, it has largely backfired because one of the uh, messages I read stated that the American colleges were anti-Israel because of this conflict. So uh, you know, they know that the Judeo-Christian, pro-Zionist Christians are always going to send them money. But they don't want to antagonize the left, you know. Which, but they created communism, so they can. What's a, a controlled opposition? But that controlled opposition gets out of control every so often. Actually, every time the Jews bomb the hell out of Palestinian people, right? And so it, it's they have to micromanage all of these conflicts that they start. They start. I don't think there's a conflict on planet Earth that hasn't been started by the Zionists. I don't know. Can you think of one? You know, maybe... not, many, man, not many genuine one has been started without yeah. of Jewish interference. And That's one right. thought I had, could also this, this move in, in Israel down in now could be due to that, the, that the, what I say, the trust, the, what I say, the support to this, it's a right. lie. It's, it's, it's going down. Decline, it is. Declining. It is de- so now they want to get it up right. again. Yeah. So they have to be one of the reasons. Have to wrap up the propaganda that the Jews are a persecuted people, and that unless you support us, dear Judeo Christians, that God's chosen people will be wiped out. You can't let you can't let that happen, can you? Okay, folks, talk about you know the crocodile tears with propaganda. And you know, so while they're shedding crocodile tears, they're getting ready to stab America in the back by sending us all of these, how should we put it, disenfranchised, angry Arabs our way to, to when we, the American taxpayer, have to support them with, with housing, 
welfare benefits, cars, etc. So the, the easier to kill us with and rape our women with, right? I mean, folks, come on. This, this is uh, the oldest trick in the book. What about Nero? Nero burnt the city of Rome down and bur- blamed it on the Christians, right? Come on. Uh, look at all of history. Especially in the modern era, the most, the biggest enemy of the people has always been their own government. And that is something that uh, I mean. Some, some, maybe I don't know how Americans are, but Swedes do not. They have very hard time to believe that governments are evil. They have right. such a hard time. They yeah. still believe they are their nanny, yeah, taking that's care right. of them, yeah. taking yeah, care, yeah, give yeah. them money, give their give their their pension yeah. money, or the, taking care. Yes, exactly, socialism. And Sweden has been beguiled by the socialists by the early. 1900 when it started in the early so they, so that's when they were beguiled and since then never got out of it they've right. been so beguiled by it but in the beginning much of the socialism in Sweden was manufact very inspired by Hitler's national socialism yes yes uh, yeah. but, but yeah. then uh, so that's just to um, more trap getting people right. trapped into this socialism Right. Well, now there's a major difference between uh, what we would call fascism, national socialism, is that the national socialist governments actually helped the people <laughs> of their own countries, right? And you can't say that about socialism, uh, socialism per se, because that's inspired by Jews. And the whole point of global, it's, it's still a globalist move. It's international socialism. It's internationalism, all designed to benefit Zionism. Right? Isn't that what it oh, is? Yeah, yeah. Or to um, and is 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 um, or to benefit the Jewish interest to having central yes. banks because the only government that I know recently that has exposed this Jewish world power is the Germans during the thirties and forties under Adolf Hitler. They are among the only one that did it. No one yeah. else has done it. Yeah. No one right. else I have found out to do it. Yeah. That's foolhardy. Maybe Italy also. Maybe Italy and also. And maybe Japan, but still, they was in the forefront. The Germans during right. the Second World War, but yeah. that is also that also shows you how how the how the propaganda has worked in our people because so few has the courage to look at that. So few can say that they still look at the Jews that oh poor Jews, and we can say that that oh, but hey, look here, the Soviet Union murdered fifty five million people. And now you're saying that that the stuff that Germany is accused of, then they say, oh, but it did right. it in industrial way. But ah. <laughs> well, what what do you think modern warfare is? It's it's a very industrial way to killing off people. Yeah, yeah. Who invented the bomb? Oh, it was probably a joke, right? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Oppenheimer and Einstein. Or one stone, right? And for those who, listening who may be new to this argument, the fact is that the Hitler regime, whatever you think about it, there was no Holocaust. That's another Jewish lie. The, no, Eisenhower wrote his memoirs. Who else? De Gaulle wrote his memoirs. Uh, there are other other memoirs. Churchill. Churchill. None of those books written right after World War II Say anything about any stinking Holocaust. 
and even that, Ike Ike the Kike, the yeah. what do you say? Yeah, you know Eisenhower, that that Swedish terrible Jew. He was a Jew himself. He didn't mention it either. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And, and Churchill had Jewish blood. FDR had Jewish blood, and Churchill. You know, all three of them, or Stalin, I meant to say Stalin. So all three of those guys had Jewish blood, and they're working for the kikes, the international kikes, right? So so some of these books uh, available at Money Tree Publishing are The Host and the Parasite. We talked about The Host and the Parasite. In the Name of Yahweh by Andrew and the Synagogue of Satan by Andrew Carrington Hitchcock. Oh, we got Mein Kampf. So don't believe Jewish lies about Adolf Hitler. Look at the true history. The War Against Whites, another good book. Jews are the problem. So many great titles here on on the Money Tree Publishing uh, Network, or, or website, I should say. Exposing the Lies of History, The Secret Masonic Victory of World War II, all kinds of really good stuff. And we need to promote the this type of, oh yeah, the Communism by the Back Door. The Greatest Story Never Told, Hellstorm. Folks, there's so much real history that hasn't been written by Jews that you need to know about. And that's But it's not the, promoted. It's no. not promoted. And then yeah. they believe that, oh, but they are not historians. They cannot know. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's a good point because the fact is, Michael, real science, revolutionary science has always been uh, created by independent researchers such as Nikola Tesla, Henry Ford, and Edison, right? Corporate science is always just as fake as corporate history and corporate news, you know, such as vaccination, right? That's not real science. How about global warming? Is that real science? No, no. it's Jew science. Yeah, it's political science. To, Poli to, that's to, right. To gain well a said. political goal. Yeah, it's actually political science, not real science. Excellent. I like it. And we know, right. and we know political is always lies. That's right. Yes. And as we just said, government. the more people have been murdered by their own governments than by invading armies. Yeah. Okay? Yes. But sadly, the Western Europeans have not experienced it, so they don't believe it. Yeah. Right, they don't believe it. Well, we're experiencing it now, but because we don't have the background of knowledge that we're presenting here from the white perspective, they don't have that background of knowledge, so they can't imagine it. No, our, our Swedish government wouldn't be importing Arabs and blacks and Muslims and Asians and Neanderthals to purposefully kill our people? No, don't tell something like that. That is terrible. They would not do that. Why yeah. would they do that? Oh, I take, right. take responsibility yeah. now. Oh, my nice yeah. house, my nice stuff. Okay. Then that, yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, and that has also been a trap for many of our people, the stuff they have, because they, they cannot, um, they cannot, uh, they can't imagine it. No, they can't imagine can't it. Cannot imagine and, it. And if they realize mm. it and have a lot of stuff, they won't do it because they maybe lose their good life. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and uh, their uh, benefits and their mm -hmm. you know pension, right? Because socialism yeah. and that socialism is a trap designed to make you loyal to the government, come what may, right? Social security. I don't know what you call it in Sweden, but here, so uh, who started social? A Jew by the name of FDR, right? Okay, 
to get us in uh, in the program of obeying the government because the government as you said earlier is your nanny yeah nanny government social mm-hmm. Uh, we have the same. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I know that when uh, I have heard anyway, when when your dear um, half you Obama did look at the healthcare this uh, that started up, they looked at what country you think? Yeah, Sweden. Right, right. Because this damnable socialist system that is so old here and so ingrained in people. Right, right. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now I'm ranting here, but I don't know yeah, how no, to get, get it out of me. <laughs> this yeah, no. with all the socialists that you have, and people still believe it's good. Oh, don't you believe in solidarity? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> but wait. <laughs> what but, kind oh, of? Yeah. Solidarity with of, the devil. Really? With the devil and and yeah. their pet project invading invading army here. Hmm? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's not that. That's solidarity. My solidarity is that I can choose where I put my money in my family, the yeah. one I care about. I choose it. I choose right. solidarity, not governments. Yeah. All you have to do is do a little bit of research and history, and you can realize that murders and rapes have escalated up to ninety percent in all of these white European countries since this immigration invasion, and that's what it is. Uh, but then we have all these sappy Judeo-Christians and socialists. Uh, listeners to Eurofolk Radio have heard me say this many times, that there's hardly any difference between Judeo-Christians and leftists. They're all saps for the Jewish world order. You know, you're encouraged to have this maternal instinct of, oh, they're they're suffering. They're, they're suffering. Their old country, their own countries, have rejected them and thrown them. No, they haven't. They've been enticed here by welfare benefits. Okay. Yeah, and that's always if you look in, if you listen when you're doing some listening to the people that do that are uh, fleeing. They're not fleeing anything. They are, yeah. they want their welfare and where we want to go. Yeah. Sweden. Because we give so damn much to them, and yeah. we the normal switch, we have to still we work. That is the uh, it's a tragedy. Maybe because yeah. of our Germanic, and we are this yeah. you know Germanic, typical a bit German, you know, work, right. work, work. You know that yeah. mentality is very ingrained also in Sweden because we are also very Germanic up here. Right, of and course. The, the, and then when you compare when Germans, they often come up here to Sweden because Sweden is like Germany was before. Right. <laughs> yeah. Before well, uh, something happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Before <laughs> World War Two. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and World War One. Yeah. And destroyed yeah, Germany. Yeah. That parasitic war created by the uh, the autoimmune disease causing Jews. Right. Yeah. So, but no, we we went on that side uh, side note just for new people who aren't <laughs> familiar with you know true history. They believe. History written by Jews. And uh, one more thing, uh, because it's very important. Because the fact of the matter is, folks, if you want to know what Hitler, what what brought Hitler into being, what brought Hitler into being was Jewish communism. Because what the Jews did to Russia, exterminating almost um, or possibly more than 100 million Russians who refused to submit to Jewish Bolshevik communism. The Jews tried to establish that in Germany after World War I. Okay? And if it were not for the, uh, what's the word? Intervention of the military veterans of of World War I, the German military veterans, 
they would have taken over Germany too. But they intervened and overthrew the Bolshevik coup attempt in Germany and snuffed it out, which the Russian people were unable to do. And that, but what what resulted was the Weimar Republic, which was nothing worse or nothing else than a Jewish perversion of German society, making uh, girls prostitutes, making men homosexuals, having perverted uh, movies and stage shows primarily in Berlin, but affected all of Germany. They did to Germany right after World War One what they're doing to America now through Hollywood and Las Vegas and through the Jewish organized crime. That's what happened to Germany after World War One, and Hitler arose to eliminate that. Okay. Yeah, and very many forget that 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 was what was the because when Hitler had his NSDAP, his National Socialistic Arbeiten Partien, uh, he missed a flag because the communists used this sickle and uh, yeah, you know they had one of the flags, but then that was Hitler's because he needed to have a flag to stand by and a banner to gather oh, okay. around. Didn't know so that. that was so. Then he then he created the swastika to right. to having a flag against this against the communists because yeah the communists had had a flag so he he needed yeah. something to be very anti-communist and that yeah. was was Germany was they were very anti-communists as you yeah, say yeah, amen yeah and also something that also created it was of course also what I did <laughs> the stab in the back. Because right. that was something Germany realized. Because not a shot was fired in on German soil after World War One. Not a single or, shot. Uh, no, and, during during World during, War One. Yeah, during, yeah. yeah, during. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> correct. And and how could they lose the war? They, because yeah. they were they were they got stabbed in the back by the Jews because the Jews could get Palestine. So, oh, now they're changing. Now they changed yeah. their because they were very supportive of Germany in the start. But then when they can get Palestine from Balfour Declaration, they stabbed Germany in the back. That's right. That's right. Because as soon as one of the cases, yeah. Because uh, in fact, the British government was bound by treaty, McMacken Treaty, to support the Arabs once the Turks were uh, ejected from Palestine. It was supposed to be given back to the Arabs. The the British government had signed a treaty with the Arabs to that effect. But then the Jews simply abandoned that treaty, forced the British government to abandon and give it to the Jews. And this is why Lawrence of Arabia turned against the Jews and his own government for stabbing the Palestinians in the back while the Jews were stabbing the Germans in the back. Right? The stab in the back. This is true history, folks. Not Jew history. Okay, so let me get back. Let me get back to this here, folks. So, uh, so the first word he's going to talk about, getting back to our document, we've been ranting because, you know, folks, it's getting really bad. Uh, people have to start to wake up. That's all. That's the bottom line. People have to start to wake up. So this type of show is designed to get non, non let's say, say non believers and even Judeo Christians thinking about what's really going on. They, they know the world is going to hell in the handbasket, but they're blaming the wrong people. They're blaming themselves, right? Haven't we white people been conditioned to blame ourselves for whatever's going wrong in the world? White self-hate? 
That's what's yeah, going this on. this autoimmune disease that you have been mentioning. <laughs> right. And that's why we are here, because we are very anti-anti-immune. So, you know, right. yeah, this anti-anti probably will get positive, so we can eradicate it. Yeah, you there know? you go. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we try to do. Right. It's in a, you know, the patient, we're looking at the patient, and the patient is comatose, right? <laughs> that, that is the white race. The white race is comatose. And there are, there are some of these white people who are pagans, some of them are uh, agnostics, and some of them are Judeo-Christians. All three groups are comatose. All three groups are comatose. So we need to uh, inject some kind of uh, life back into them so that they can open their eyes and see what's really going on. Right, and that's what Christian identity is about, and that's what the, these authors of all these books are trying to alert you. True history was not written by Jews. In fact, getting back to World War One, one more point, because up until World War One, Germany was a, a refuge for Jews from other countries, especially those fleeing Russia. Okay. Germany accepted these Jewish refugees into its country. And what did those Jews do? They stabbed Germany in the back. Right? Germany was a haven for refugee Jews before World War I, Michael. It was. Okay? Yeah. And, yeah, and the, German, the German governments were always very, very, very kind to the Jews. They, they Amen. Gave, gave them the most freedom among all. That's right. Then, and then they stabbed them in the back because they, that's yeah. typical. How much you even give to Jews, they will yeah. never be satisfied. Right, yeah. And that's no, what they say no. themselves. You can never satisfy us. Yeah. And uh, Holocaust victims is a very broadly defined term, namely the children and grandchildren of Holocaust victims are Holocaust victims too, right? That, that's Jewish thinking about it, right? Oh, I mean, you thought that was going to end? No, but they need the money. <laughs> it's right? all about the exactly. money. They, they, won't say, yeah. they won't give money to the Holocaust survivors. Yeah, right. So uh, I would put it this way. The number one money-making business in the world is war. The second most money-making business is allopathic medicine, especially vaccination. And the third most uh, profitable business is Holocaustism, <laughs> right? They, they squeeze blood out of a rock with these three businesses, all run by Jews, by the way. Okay, so let's get into it. The first term that uh, Pastor Gaiman talks about is the word tree. Note carefully the usage of this word in scripture. Note first that three different types of implications are involved in the usage of this word in Genesis chapter 2 and 3. A. The natural physical trees that grew out of the ground and were to be used for food. B. The tree of life. C. The tree of knowledge and good and evil. Okay, so uh, he, does, he should have given the word the Hebrew word right off the bat, but he doesn't. Anyway, so, but uh, the, the, the word tree is used of us, of us Israelites, the, the, the seed line of, of um, Seth frequently. Like, for example, uh, Yahshua is the, uh, the, the branch. He, he, he's considered the branch, right? He's also the root and the offspring 
of David and of Israel. So the, the tree language is used of human beings, especially Israelites, throughout the Holy Scriptures. So when you see the word tree, it's telling you it's talking about a DNA. It's talking about, and every every plant has its own DNA, and we are a plant. And remember, the New Testament says, every plant not planted by my Father will be rooted up, okay? What kind of plant do you think that is, Michael? Yeah, that's, that's if you look at how do we, did we refer to our family, right. family tree. There you go, and and, and that's so trees in this in this uh, context. Uh, when you con- yes, thank you. Context yes. is family trees. You have two family trees. You have yes. Adam's family trees, and we have the serpent's family tree. There you go, and you so have are, literal trees as well, right? Yeah, but that's when you're reading. That's when you have to use your discernment that Yahweh gave you right. to see that this is not literal trees. Same if you're trying to graft in something into a tree, it is not right. about. If it's not trees per se, it is the family. You cannot graft in right. in, in a non-Israelite Israelite tree just because they mix. No, you can't. Then they, they then can't. they're no. off. So this is yeah, all. You can't even do the- that. Yeah, you can't even do that with literal trees. If you try to graft a peach tree branch onto an apple tree, it will continue growing peaches, not apples. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. It, 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 it won't be call. It won't be uh, producing papples. Right or peach apples, it'll still no, no, peaches, it will right? not. Right? It will not. No, and, it will and, not. It, and, it, and mutations are not are not meant to live to survive right. either. So right. everything is Hybrids. kind of the kind. Yes, so, hybrids so are yeah. forbidden. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. They are. So, so, so you have to know that this word tree is used in multiple senses. Uh, sen- senses, sorry. And that uh, you have to uh, use discernment and pick out the correct meaning for the particular verse, okay? So, uh, the question needs to be asked. Can a literal tree, like, say, an apple tree, by the way, there's no apple in Genesis, <laughs> right? No, no peaches, no cucumbers. We're talking about family trees, all right? And is there such a thing as a literal fruit tree, that can give you the, the the discernment between good and evil. No, not no, no, not no, no, no. That no, no. Maybe LSD <laughs> or the, the the sacred mushroom. Maybe that yeah, kind the, of yeah. tree. Amadeus right? mushroom is dangerous because then you probably see a lot of aliens coming and then you have to pick right, right, yeah. get them get them away. Right, and, and you lose your mind. Here. Yeah, that is, there's a lot of those mushrooms here in Sweden. I heard people. Oh, use really? Them they get crazy. Yeah. yeah. Have, oh, yeah. Yeah, tr- yeah. And 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 matter of fact, it happens close nearby that uh, some tourists they they found this mushroom and boiled them. And, oh. Uh, and, and what happened? It was like a zombie apocalypse. They were like zombies. So the people was referring to this place. It was a horrible because then right. the police have to come to get them and get them to hospital because they they ate right. this mushroom. So it was like a zombie apocalypse. They throw right. themselves zombie in the car. apocalypse, right? Hey, yeah. it was. I'm back up a little bit. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So, hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. Can you send me some of that stuff? I can see if I can find it, but it's hard, <laughs> hard, hard, it's hard <laughs> right. finding it. But the, yeah, right. Uh, no, the tur- those tourists ate them all up. <laughs> no, the tour. No, uh, the, the tourists. They they think it was horrible because those people. They first right. found a uh, the first reference. Uh, there was a naked woman in the woods that's running around, and uh, so it was right. There was, yeah, it's kind of when you hear it, it's kind of funny, but I think it's oh, not yeah. funny when you when you when you find no, it out. No, not when you. 
when you live through it, it's not funny. Uh, that's for sure. Right. Oh no. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, I was correct. It's like LSD, right? Sacred mushrooms. So, so we're talking, there's no way that a literal plant can give you moral discernment. Period. All right. So you have to read the language. The knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is a different tree. That's a genome. That is the Nachash. It's referring to Nachash, who seduced Eve, impregnated her, and produced Cain. Amen. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's what happened. That's, that's what happened. Okay. I'll continue here. If the first type of trees were in the natural, what did the second two trees represent? For definite clues to this question, you should carefully study the usage of the word tree in the Bible. And, uh, Michael, would you look up the the Hebrew word? I don't know why he doesn't give the Hebrew word in the article here. He should have. So uh, just look up the word tree. I can't think. I think it's akal, if I'm not mistaken, uh, what the actual word is. And you can see by... Uh, searching, do a word search on the word akal, if that's the correct word, you will see all of the various usages of the word throughout scripture, and you will see it, the other, the, 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 um, not, they're not even figurative. The tree of knowledge of good and the, the genomes, and they're, only those genomes that uh, have discernment, have knowledge, the type we're talking about uh, are that type of tree, but it's still the same word in the Hebrew. Okay, it's still the same word. So, and those usages are just as common as the word used, being used for literal trees. Okay, so let me continue here. All right, now carefully read the usage of the word tree in each of the following scriptures, and you will find the answer to the meaning of the tree of life and the meaning of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, Psalm 1 3. Psalms 92.2. All right, so why don't we consider a couple of these? Uh, why don't you go there? To, uh, can you do that quickly, Psalms 1, three? Psalms 1, 1 and 3. Um, let's, uh, one, Psalms 1, verse 3. 1, okay. verse 3, yeah. I do have it. Yeah. Okay, go. What is it, how does it read? Uh, do you, the whole verse, yeah. And from yeah. the KJV then. Um and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he, he do, doth shall prosper. Right. Now, ordinarily, when you consider the figurative usage of a word, you know, let, let's say um, uh, plant, okay? Plant, you know, well, when you hear the word plant, you're thinking of you know the, the plants in your garden or in the field or, or, or on the farm, right? But the word plant also can be a, a factory, right? <laughs> a, a factory, and, and that but that's not a figurative usage. But a, a, a plant, who, what's a plant? Somebody who's a, a trader who's been planted in your midst, right? So those are figurative uses of the word but these usages in the hebrew are not figurative these are common okay a figurative usage is a non-literal usage but these are actually literal because we're literally talking about the tree of life and we're literally talking about the tree of knowledge of good and evil it's not figurative it's too common to be figurative okay so so let's uh, so uh, so then psalms 92.12. We'll just consider those two. 92.12. Okay. Right. 
And 9212 KGV then. It is said, um, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall uh, grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And go. if you look up the word tree here in this one, it is the, um, yeah, it is the Hebrew word. Um, um, it is H8558. It is uh, Tamar. 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 Okay. Um, All right. So it's uh, from an unused uh, root, meaning to yeah. be erect, a palm tree, palm tree. Palm tree, okay. So it does mean a literal tree, but it's used so often in what, you know, what people would call a figurative sense, possibly even more often in the so-called figurative sense than it is used for actual plants, that it's no longer figurative. It's built in. So and, and what we're talking about here, folks, is DNA. We were talking about DNA of various species, not just trees, but also human beings, especially Adamites. That's what we're talking about here, folks. DNA. All right. And so, in the, we can say that also. I can say that because when I look up in, in Psalms 1 3, uh, as I said before, also Psalm 1 verses 3, the mm-hmm. word uh, tree. This is another, another word from, there's another word, there's another one. And okay. that is. Uh, um, it is a strong word, 6086, and it's called Ates. And that is the same one that is used in Genesis uh, 3, or chapter 3. Okay. Oh, very good. Very good. All right. It's, a, it's the same yeah. word. So so you have th- different words in the Hebrew representing the word tree, and you have, to, you have to look these things up. You can't just go by the translation, folks. You can't just go by the translation. The same is true for the word man. There are at least seven or eight different words in the Hebrew that are translated as man. One of those is Adam, which means to show blood in the face, but none of the other words for man mean to show blood in the face. Yet, the King James translation has man for every one of those Hebrew words. Isn't that misleading, Michael? Yeah, it is. But here you come. Here is, again, discernment and study right. to show yourself approved. Isn't this also how God, Yahweh, hides a matter? It is the duty of kings to find it yes. out. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, search the scriptures to show thyself approved. Right? No. What What do Christians do? They go to uh, Jew, Judeo preachers and they let them do the discerning for them. The searching for them. And don't you know, it's almost never right. Okay? You, you go to a Judeo church and you're going to be misinformed, right? Just as you go to the movies, you're going to be misinformed. You go to the nightly news, you're going to be misinformed. And if you go to Hollywood, they're going to misrepresent history, right? And have all kinds of Holocaust movies that don't make any money, but they, ha- they can't resist propaganda, Right? That's what we're living with, folks. All right, so let me finish this section, and I'll turn the next word over to you, which is eat. But let's continue with this. So the, just uh, download this document and then do the word studies for yourself if you have a concordance. Okay, so he, he covered the word tree. Now, you will note that the word tree is used to describe people in either singular or plural form. The word tree also carries a racial meaning as in the words of Jesus Christ or Yahshua Messiah in above-named references to the Gospels. The tree of life is identified as Jesus Christ. Uh, he says, I am the root 
and the offspring of David. He created that DNA, and he is the, became the offspring of it when he took physical form. What personage was represented by a tree of knowledge of good and evil? Please be consistent. It's not Jesus Christ, is it? No, it is, that is Satan. <laughs> there Lucifer. you go. There you go. Oh, Nakash. Nakash is the word used in the scriptures. Two, Use this, this word. Two different family trees represented by those expressions, okay? If Jesus Christ was life, who was the author of death? Satan, if you will believe it, was symbolized by the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Yes. Amen a thousand yeah. times. Amen. All right, back to you. Now, eat. You take the next word, and I will look up the verses. Okay, go ahead. So here we have two, eat. This is a very important word with profound meaning in this particular study. The word eat has several shades of meaning in the original Hebrew, and one of the Hebrew meanings is that the word eat means to lay. Ooh. See Strong's Explosive Concordance to the Bible under okay. uh, number thir- 398. Right. right. Notice okay. that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, finish that. Finish that. So notice yeah. that in Genesis 3, verse 3, the woman Eve told the serpent that she was forbidden from touching or eating of the tree. Yes. What was Eve forbidden to touch? What was she forbidden to eat? Right, right. So now this, this usage uh, from the Hebrew carries over into the English because the English and probably Swedish too, I'm sure all languages have various uh, double meanings. Uh, for eat, right? For example, uh, a, a beautiful woman could be, you could say of her, she's a real dish, right? Uh, she's a hot tamale <laughs> or a hot tomato, right? And so these words are applied to human beings in a sexual context very readily, right? It's part of a culture. I don't, can you think of anything in Swedish where that, there has to be, right, in Sweden. Now, I don't know if women have such terms for men, right? Obviously, men have a lot of terms, food terms, you know. Yeah, there's a, she's a real, she's a real sweetie, right? Even that, you know, uh, it can be applied to, well, yeah, I'd like to have her, right? I'd like to have that. Yeah, anything like that in Swedish, yeah, it is like this. Yeah, you have the same. Uh, I'm just now not really having some good, but when you think, yeah, that's some very, it's very, yeah. yeah. I think Sexual. it's like, yeah, it food. is because, yeah. yeah, like food is like, uh, it's like that. But I, I probably don't use them so often, so I'm not. Yeah, uh, right, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's got to be true of all cultures. That, yeah, uh, yeah, terms for, for right terms for food also have sexual connotations very common yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah you want to yeah yeah it is but right now i'm probably yeah you're just bl- you're blanking out because you're thinking in english instead of swedish <laughs> yeah yeah that's the yeah that's the that's when i'm now speaking english and i had to switch to swedish it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
just just open a, a newspaper, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> all newspapers are newspapers are semi pornographic these days, right? And you'll probably find a, a sentence in one of those newspapers that'll suit the suit the bill. But yeah, please continue. We just want the word "eat" in various cultures also means sex. That's that's what the point he's trying to make. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so now let us carefully notice the usage of the word eat in the following passage of scripture. Genesis 3 verses 6, Numbers 25 verses 2, Proverbs 30 verses 20. The word eat means to lay among other uses. Mm-hmm. And Proverbs 30 verses 20 describes an adulterous woman whose lusting involved illicit sex. What did God mean when he said that Adam and Eve could not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Remember, the word eat carried different shades of meaning in the original Hebrew. It was one type of eating for the natural trees producing food. It was another type of eating to partake of the tree of life. Right. Now, okay. Yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt here, but I'm just looking up the meaning, the Hebrew word in Genesis 3.6 for tree, and it's etz, E-T-S, that's the pronunciation. Now, in English, there's a, you can, a slang, I et, meaning I ate, okay? And there are some cultures, like in the South, I et it, I et it, right, instead of ate it. So it's quite likely that the English word eight, if they spell it in English here, A-T-E-S, eights, comes from this Hebrew word for tree, et. It's quite likely. All right, yeah, please continue. Um, so, uh, to partake of the tree of life, and it was still another kind of eating that was involved with the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm, right. And the word food comes from the Hebrew word Ma'akal, and there might be a shorter version because I, I, I guessed it was akal, but here it's ma'akal, and an eatable, including provender, flesh, and fruit. Now, maybe there, uh, but here, even here, she says, it, I saw that the tree, this etz tree, was good for food. Uh, we already have a sexual connotation here, and it was pleasant to the eyes, right? And that's the, and and the tree again. That's ets to be desired to make one wise. That's sakal to make one wise. So the food haakal and wise sakal. You, you can't be talking about a literal tree here, right? No, you can't be talking about because there's too much you know connot- sexual connotation going on. And let's see, peri fruit. There's another word for fruit. She took of the fruit thereof. And don't we speak of human offspring as fruit, fruit of the womb? Don't we? Isn't that part of our language, right? Yeah, yeah, the fruit of your womb grows. But yeah, also when you're doing work, you're having fruits. That shows if you have, if you have uh, converted, oh, yeah. your fruits have changed. So it's it's has many different uh, different yeah, uh, right. connotations. So we so we see here that tree, fruit, wise, 
all, all can be used to talk about human fruit, not just vegetable fruit. Okay, that's that's basically that's the point that Gaiman is trying to make here. Okay, back to you. Yes. So do you want me to read food? No, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, no, okay, sorry. I'll... You you read you did uh, you did food and do you want most to go into fruit? Well, no. I just uh, I just was just uh, quoting uh, from Genesis chapter uh, three six. I was just so so I already cited. But yeah, go ahead. Re- read through that and see. Yes. Yeah, uh, so I can do fruit. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, so, okay, for yeah. fruit, yeah. this is a very important word, and it's absolutely imperative to understanding the Genesis 3. First, the word fruit is pithy, and that peri, is the Hebrew, yeah. peri, and that right. is the uh, Hebrew word 6529 in the original Hebrew from uh, number 6509, para. Which is probably where we get our word pear from, you know, pears versus... Uh, oranges and apples and, and peaches, right? Para probably is the source word for English pear. Okay, back to you. Yeah, and it's a prim root to uh, bear fruit. Right. And that's okay. a bracket, lit or figurative, and a bracket. Uh, bear, bring forth, bracket fruit, and a bracket. And there's also a bracket, be, uh, cause to be, make, and a bracket. Faithful, uh, grow, or in Increase. See Strong's Esposto Concordance to the Holy Bible. The word fruit conveys the idea of offsprings or progeny. Amen. Bear fruit. Be fruitful in all. Yeah. Yes. Or posterity. Uh, posterity meaning human offspring. Okay. Posterity. Back to you. Yes, so it involves offsprings. Look up the word uh, fruitful or fruit as it pertains to seed or children in scriptures. Webster's um, 1828 dictionary describes one of the meanings of fruit as follows. Uh, quote, offspring, young, as the fruit of the womb. Oh, there you go. Of, of, the, of the loins, of the okay. body. And of quote. Right. Yeah, you you were once a glimmer in your daddy's eye, <laughs> right? And you became and you got born, right? Mm-hmm. Please continue, right? What type of fruit did the woman partake in <laughs> of in Genesis three verses six? This fruit was the seed of Satan. It was sexual involvement with Satan and resulted in the fruit of or offspring, as evidence in Genesis three verses fifteen. Amen. Amen. So let me just bring up here the fact that in the toward the latter end of Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve had to wear loincloths to cover their shame, what part of the body does that cover? Uh, the, the sensitive reproductive parts. There you go. There you go. Not, not their noses, not their mouths. He would have had them wear face masks if it was a, it was a, a merely verbal, merely verbal. verbal sin. Or if it was merely a mental sin, he would have given them dunce caps, right? No, it was a loincloth, right? <laughs> it covered their loins. All right, uh, please continue. Oh, no, I, I, you finished that number. Part four, right? You finished I number did. four? Yes, okay. that was desire. Okay, now I'll, so, okay, I'll take desire. 
Notice the use of the word desire or desired as used in Genesis 3.6 and verses 3.16. Now, of course, you can desire literal fruit, like an avocado or an apple or a, a what's that, a pomegranate, <laughs> to speak of exotic fruit, which is supposed to be really good for you folks, but I haven't checked it out. Anyway. What did it mean for the woman to desire the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Okay. Well, she didn't know. Well, uh, the first time you bit into an apple, you had no idea what it was going to taste like, right? Or the first time you bit into a pear, you had no idea what it was going to taste like until you actually bit into it and tasted it, okay? Well, that's true of sexual activity as well, okay? But I think we can prove that from Genesis 4.1, that Genesis 4.1 was not the first time that Eve partook of sexual activity because it's in Genesis chapter 3 where they are told to wear loincloths where Eve's womb was cursed with painful childbirth and probably menstruation as well, and the resulting shame of what they did, why would you be ashamed of eating an apple? It was not an apple. Come on, <laughs> right. then, then probably the teeth would fall out. Something else would have Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, that would be a, a, a in-kind punishment, right? Is Yahweh unjust that he punishes more than we deserve? Right? No, the punishment is exactly what we deserve. It is a, because it was a sexual offense, not a mouth offense, for, for lack of a better term. Okay, let's continue. First, the word desire is from 8669, C Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, and means stretching out after, a longing. What did Eve long for in Genesis 3 6? Apple juice, no doubt. What was the desire for? Random, well, because this was a seduction, originally, we don't know how many times that Eve engaged Nachash before the actual physical seduction took place. We don't know how many times. But this was a philosophical discussion with a, a, a being, which means, it also means, Nachash also means to shine like brass, which is a reflected light, Okay. And so she was probably taken in, and we all know that women uh, love to see a man in military garb, right? And so that, uh, like the song says, uh, uh, every woman, every girl crazy about a sharp-dressed man, right? So she was eventually taken in, probably not at first, right? But he kept pressing and pressing and pressing, and this is how women get seduced, you, you never stop trying, right? And that's, that's how, how seduction proceeds. So Eve was obviously a victim of that type of pressing and gave, until she finally gave in, right? That's how seduction works, okay? So what did Eve long for in Genesis 3.6? What was desire for? And Random House Dictionary of the English Language defines desire as, quote, Sexual appetite or a sexual urge, unquote. What did Eve desire? Why did God tell Eve that her desire would be to her husband and Adam instead of to Nachash? Right? No, I don't want you to desire Nachash anymore. I want you to desire Adam. Okay? In but Genesis. Isn't, 
Go ahead. Just a comment here. Isn't this also typical, unfortunately, how the women's work? They are very, 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 very materialistic. Well, so so are we. Oh, yeah, Yeah. today especially. Especially today. Especially today. Very materialistic, and they're impressed by lots of money, lots of materialistic (laughs) stuff. Right. And same here as Nakash. Look look here. He's probably impressed with the materialistic stuff. Yeah, exactly as our women are today. They're impressed by it and think that no, that's famous. That right. is, it's success. Yeah, no, it's evil. <laughs> Have you ever seen those videos? They're bait and switch videos, where a guy is standing on the sidewalk and he's sitting on his car, right? Like a so let's say a Lamborghini or a, a, a Corvette, right? A really fancy, high-priced car, and he's. He's, he's sitting on the car, just waiting for a woman to walk by. He's got his arms crossed. And when the woman passes by, he says, oh, would you like to have a ride in my car? And so she looks at him. She looks at the car. And she looks back at him. And this goes on, you know, several, several glances back and forth. And she either goes on or she says, yeah, I'll have a ride in your car. And so he takes her hand and leads her to his car, which is parked three spaces away. Right? And then she's, oh, wait a minute. that You mean that's not your car? No, this is my car. And then she walks away in a huff, right? But she was ready to, to jump into that car, which, she, you know, because it was very expensive. Those are really funny videos. You have to check those out. Anyway, but to, to your point, yeah. They're impressed by materialistic thing, but so are we. Men are impressed. You got to have the car to impress the girl, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, but then we fall in the same trap. Then we fall sure. into this materialistic, very superficial right. stuff. Superficial and superficial. Yeah. You will you will never upset the system super, with no, superficial. No, no. That's never. why. Yeah, the whole point of Genesis chapter 3, both Adam and Eve, you should have obeyed my law, which I told you, don't mess with that tree. Don't even touch it. And the word touch has sexual connotations too, folks. Okay? So, so, but then Adam partook as well. Okay? So, in other words, both Adam and Eve were introduced to materialism and uh, how should I put forbidden sexual desire in Genesis chapter three? That's what they were introduced to. Okay, so he continues in Genesis three six. Eve's desire was to have sexual intercourse with Satan. Well, not Satan. It's not clear that it is Satan. It says Nachash. Nachash is uh, comp- it had to be a, a, a biped. We we you know because Enoch and Jubilees and other sources say it was a fallen angel. Enoch gives the fallen angel a name. It's Gadrel. So she was seduced. Gadrel seduced Eve. That's exactly what the book of uh, Enoch says. Okay. And so it was a humanoid. You know, she wouldn't have been impressed by a spook, right? (laughs) Or an orangutan, right? She would have been, and he also shone like brass. He was probably wearing some fancy uniform that she was also impressed with. Okay. So, let's continue. This act is what the serpent, that old enchanter, beguiled Eve into doing. You cannot evade the sexual connotation of the word desire. Can you? No. I don't think so. Yeah. No, desire. Okay. That, that's oftenly you desire something. That could be yeah. 
and women, it could also be food, but as I said, they are, it's game. They are very right. interlinked, the words, into right. yeah. food and sexual so, stuff. So here we have double meanings that are not figurative. They're part of the actual Hebrew meanings of the words, okay? And this is why the non-seed liners within identity don't want to go there. Because if you really analyze the Hebrew words, you can't help but go there, right? And you know, and I like to ask this very pointed question: If it wasn't sexual intercourse, why was Eve's womb cursed? Why did they have to wear loincloths? And why was the punishment multi generational? Yeah, I don't okay. know how the, how how people can can talk that one away when you're pointing it out. But why was the womb cursed? Why why was it why does always isn't it also very common that white women have this pain, but the other races don't? Yeah, I I agree. I don't know. I, I did a survey of a few women when I gave a, a, a lecture on this and <laughs> and most of the women there agreed. But the pain ceases after multiple births. I guess the first one is the worst. And then the body adapts, and it becomes less and less painful for each subsequent child. Okay, but we we also so in other words, subsequent generations got the curse. Would you get be cursed by eating an apple? Would multiple generations be cursed by eating an apple? No, no, no. And telegony is involved here too, because it has been proven. It's always been denied by mainstream science, but Japanese scientists have have proven that the blood of the first uh, impregnator, the, let's, let's talk horses, the, the blood of the first horse that impregnates the mare, she gives offspring to that first horse. If she is mated by a, with a zebra, a male zebra, and then she turns back to her own kind, well, subsequent offspring will have characteristics of the zebra. That's telegony, folks, which proves that her body and also blood, this Japanese scientist proved that her blood still, the, 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 not the semen, of course, but the DNA of the, the false offspring, the, the zebra, retain, is retained in her body such that subsequent offspring will produce horses that have stripes. Okay? That's telegony, folks. It has been proven. It's no longer a matter of doubt. It has been proven that her blood does retain the, the, the DNA of both the horse and the zebra. Okay? So that, in that sense, our, our, our race was cursed by having, and because, because they became very materialistic in doing what they did, our race was cursed by this psychological materialism. Because they were supposed to obey Yahweh's law, and when Yahweh breathed the Holy Spirit into Adam in Genesis 2-7, that raised him a, a, a level higher than other species, especially other races, okay? But then when they both sinned, it brought us back down to their level. However, we still retain, our DNA retains the ability to house the Holy Spirit the other races do not have that. That was given to Adam in Genesis 2-7. Okay. Uh, where were we? <laughs> okay. The, I was talking about desire, right? 
Yes, you did. And uh, number five. Okay, so take it from number six, which is the word wise. Wise. Six. Wise. Notice that Genesis 3.6 says that the tree was, quote, pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise. And no quote. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So the only fruit that I know of that makes one wise is, as we said earlier, is a sacred mushroom, <laughs> right? But uh, no, you don't want to do that because it'll drive you crazy. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. will be. You will see uh, ufos and you will see zombie. You'll be right. like a zombie. Don't right. try oh, these yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So it reminds me of another English slang word. You know, for, uh, for women that men have. She's she's a real cookie. <laughs> right, a cookie. So, so men, the white of the white race, have all these food slang words for women. I I don't know if women reciprocate by having food slang words for us. I don't know. You know, I don't know if they do. Uh, it's it's not it's not that common, right? Because uh, uh, well, maybe it is now because women have become as lustful, <laughs> right? Especially since the pill, right? Uh, women have you know, uh, forayed into that area, right? So, uh, but when uh, when they because only women get pregnant, and they were trying to get it, they were trying to avoid pregnancy before marriage, which is biblical, right? But now they don't think like that anymore, and now they probably have words, you know, that uh, that, that have sexual connotation that we men don't think of women using, you know. So anyway, so go ahead, wise. Thank you. So, yeah. how could eating of the fruit of this uh, forbidden tree makes one wise? Random House Dictionary of the English language defines wise as having the power of discerning and judging uh, properly as to what is true or right. Satan had previously tried to deceive Eve into believing that if she would quote, eat, and a quote, and the bracket, Genesis 3, verses 5, and the bracket, her eyes would be open, and she would be as a god, knowing right. good and evil. Now, this is a lesser god, as uh, I think he said, you will be like us, I think is the exact wording in the passage there, like us, what, like us fallen angels? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then you attach their spirits to you if you That's are intermingling right. with them. That's right. Amen. All right, please continue. Uh, the use of this word, wise, carries far-reaching implications. The pagan idea that has permeated um, all Babylonian religions is that wisdom came through the power of sexual involvement. Hence, uh -huh. the worship yeah. of sex became everywhere yeah. manifest in pagan religions. Well, even the word to know in Hebrew and in English means to have sex with. Even that word. All right? Yeah, and as we also said that, uh, yeah, this power, the sex involvement is, so if if people are attached to other other races and they should not do that, their their ways of life, also there's God will come to you. Like we say on oh, Solomon. Oh, yeah. That's we right. see Solomon. He did fall yeah. for this because he had those Canaanite women and he started to build big uh, monuments for their God. Yeah. And the same for the Israelites in, in the book of Numbers when I think it was, uh, oh yeah, Baal, the, the prophet Baal, uh, convinced Balaam that uh, if you 
if you get the Israelite men to cohabit with the Midianite females who were already already had a, a, a sexual disease, you know, a venereal disease that caused a uh, an epidemic among the Israelites. Well, when Phineas murdered, well, well, executed, that's probably a better word. When Phineas executed that Israelite man and that Midianite woman in the tent while they were engaged in a sex act, that stopped the curse of the plague, right? I mean, that's sexual connotation there, folks, right? And uh, it shows that race mixing is evil, and Yahweh approved of that execution because that that solved the curse of that plague. All right, please continue. Yes, yes. Guess how many plagues we have been having because of all this in our country. And this could be spiritual stuff that happened that we are not aware of. Right. Well, we have to be, yeah, again, it was an enticement. It was the Israelite men were being seduced by the Midianite women at the instant of this false prophet, right? He told the king of the Midianites, the only way you can destroy the, the people of Israel is by getting them to race mix with other nations. That's the, that's the whole point of that parable. Mm, same, same as now. Yeah. Why they want us to collapse? Because they have tricked mostly our women to be with with mm-hmm. with darker skinned one. That's and right. Again, yeah. it's our women that are we, we we Adam doesn't do our work properly. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Well, uh, the whole purpose is to uh, defile the womb of the white woman. Okay. Well, if a white man has sex with a black woman, it doesn't defile. The white womb, right? Only so. This is why women are the target. This is why, and the whole purpose of feminism is to uh, get women to turn into lesbians so that they won't have sex with white and men. In, and right. they all, and something more that this Jewish feminist movement has created is before time. Every man had a spouse. You, you, they were right. like, oh, you had someone. Now, yeah. when the women start to turn loose, they only aspire to the twenty percent in the top with, right. you know, money stuff, right. the long one, blah blah blah, all this. So right. it makes a lot of guys that will stand right. up with nothing. Right. But right. and then most of those women will be alone because those guys they don't have right. to improve. They can just right and throw yeah. them away because they are toys for them. Yeah. Um, so the and one of the women will be alone because they have tried to reach those those guys in the top. But hey, do they want them? No, no they show something no. else. No. So that's also what the feminist movement has done. It's also turning women against us, and it's more. Right. It, it and our birth rate is declining yeah. very even more because of this. Right. Well, and that, and that spawned the MGTOW movement, meaning men going their own way, because they see all of these. Feminist and ex-feminist women as gold diggers, right? They all—they only want me for my money because the, these, the, especially the more attractive feminists. I don't know if there are actually any attractive feminists <laughs> who climb to the top through sexual activity. Well, men are now more wary of that than they ever were, and men are declining having any kind of intimate relationship with such women in the workplace. Because number one, they'll be accused, you know, if you touch such a woman, she'll accuse you of rape, right? So now men don't want anything to do with these women at all, okay? And the, the last time I saw a video about, you know, white men going to third world countries, you know, let's say Taiwan or uh, Vietnam, those types of countries, 
And uh, a female tourist in one of those countries did a video, and she's looking around, and she said, all I see is white men hanging out with Taiwanese women. I don't see any Taiwanese men hanging out with Taiwanese women. Of course, she had to be in a certain district to see that, right? And so white men have been so turned off by feminist women that they don't want anything to do with those women anymore. But this is by design, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, and that's the weapon of the feminist. It is the creating this wedge, as you say, and this MIG tower. I think also a Jewish concept because then it drives even more away. Right. That's, that's right. You, you're yeah. promoting both sides of it, and right. then as you say, those gold diggers, yeah, they are, and and they are more toys for those guys that are. They don't right. care. Right. They are they toys care. for them. Yeah. Now, there's difference between toys and for the women to get the ring. That's a big right. difference. It is not the gold diggers. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, the gold diggers. Yeah. They, and and the only yeah. thing they 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 have nothing themselves, and they have to get some of that. But most of them, I think, and now if you go into this, they are probably not so good because getting a lot of money today. Right. I don't right. think it's good, guys. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They are immoral. Yeah. Well, so the whole point of this driving a wedge between the sexes is part of the Jewish divide and conquer uh, plan against the white race so that we don't produce offspring. Yeah, it's just that simple. It's that simple. It is yeah. an attack against the white men. That is what it is. This feminist movement mm. is just more, more to getting down the birth rate. Get down the birth rate. Because that's right. then, and yeah. that's why when you hear women say, oh, they are no good men. Why? No, they are no right. money stuff yeah. about all that. That's but because yeah. lower, lower your standard. But they don't. Right. Yeah. So which countries in the world have the lowest birth rates now? I don't know if it is American and the Western countries. Yeah. The Western countries, Sweden, Poland, America, Canada, right? That's by design, folks. That's a Jewish design. All right, please continue. Yeah. Uh, This was the lie of Satan. Oh, it was, yeah. (laughs) Very fitting line here. (laughs) The Jew, right. (laughs) The lie that though procreation, the act of sex, the woman Eve could become wise. Hence, men began to worship not the Quote, creator, right. end of quote, but the right. creature, end of quote. Yeah. As described by oh, St. Yeah. Paul in Romans chapter 1. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And then Brother Abraham brings up a, a, another problem in the chat room. If you go on a date with a woman and, and she, you know, she's white and uh, she's unmarried, right? What if she's vaccinated? Oh, don't do it. You get vaccinated. Yeah, right. There you go. By by transference, right? So that's another way to infect us. Can you believe this, folks? They have they have attacked our species every which way under the sun, and you know, and make an issue. Nor ordinarily, are you vaccinated? Would not be a question you would ask a woman, you know, if you're going on a date with her. But now it is. Now it is. But it's just another thing that keeps us apart. All right. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. So the wisdom of the serpent was a lie. <laughs> of course. Of course. The lie that procreation was God. No, it was not. <laughs> right. That oh, wisdom right. was yeah. not in the Almighty Creator Jesus Christ, but in the power of procreation. 
This explains why we have the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. It was carried out without the boundaries of procreation. You now know that the word wise impl- implied in Genesis 3.6 the belief, the lie of the serpent e. Uh, the quote, no, the bracket, lie of the serpent Eve, yeah. and, and the bracket, was that one could become wise through the power of God of procreation. Right, yeah, which is a lesser God anyway, because it's a, a matter, right? But it was procreation was created by Yahweh, but the uh, Nachash can't create, but he can procreate, Right. With us, with our women, right? Okay. And that was also true when the when the Nephilim came down. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Um, the embodiment of prostitution in many of the pagan Babylonian religions was the lie of the serpent that sexual power was to be worshipped as God. Hence, the worship of sex became saturated in all pagan religions. The worship of sex was the primary reason for the total degeneration and debasement of the seven nations of Canaan. Mm-hmm. Where and why did men first use a symbol of um, phallus, phallus, the phallus, phallus right. as an object of worship? The phallus representing an image of the male re- reproductive organ was used as a symbol of the generative power in procreation and became an integral power of the religious worship and ritual of ancient festivals or religious celebration as is found in uh, yeah. Dino- Dionysus. Right, Dionysus. So why do you think the Jews produce all kinds of pornography, hardcore, softcore, suggestive, you name it, commercials not excluded, Right, TV programming not excluded. It's a, why did why did the Jews behind all of this sexual content? They have it here. They yeah. worship this nation. Yeah, they That's, want us to imitate them because they're sex worshippers. That's what they are. Yeah, so they want us to be the same. They want us yeah. to worship it. That is the, everything yeah. is in life. Yeah. and if you don't, then you're a misfit. You are an right. like this. Right. You yeah. You're a square. <laughs> Remember that word? I don't know if you have a Swedish version of the square. You know, you're not with it. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. Not, yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. you are. You're an outsider. You're. An, yeah, right. You're not normal if if you if you're a square, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they invent all these terms to to mock us and demean us, but the Jews are behind all of this terminology. They are. Right. So yeah. the lie of the serpent was that wisdom could be discovered in sexual union. And from that day forth, all pagan religions have worshipped sex as an object or as God. There you go. Absolutely. And if you're worth worshipping anything other than Yahweh, you're, you're a child of a lesser God. Okay. And this goes for homosexuals, too, because the homosexual movement is all focused on nothing but sex with sex without any responsibility whatsoever. That's what homosexuality is all about, okay? All right, one more word here, and we're getting close to our time with about uh, six minutes left, the word pleasant. The word pleasant is very important in this theological controversy of Genesis 3. The word pleasant comes from number 8378, Ta'ava, original Hebrew. 
and it means a longing by implication, a delight, dainty, desire, greedily, lusting, pleasant. See Strong's Exhaustive Concordance to the Holy Bible. Notice that the tree in Genesis 3.6 was pleasant to the eyes. Well, so are, so are plants, so are roses, so are uh, daisies, so are daffodils, right? It's all pleasant to the eyes, but that doesn't mean it's, the word is exclusive to plants or flowers, right? This word is tied directly to our previous discussion of the word desire and wise. When Eve saw that the tree was pleasant to the eyes, it involved the carnal sins of lusting after the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, as described in 1 John 2.16. You now know what, what it means when it declares in Genesis 3.6 that the tree could make one wise, okay? Yeah, I don't think there's any metaphor for you know, fruit or other, any other types of food making us wise, uh, what we call brain food. You know, we have this expression in English, uh, brain food, which means you know, usually supplements that uh, prevent you from losing your memory, right? <laughs> okay. But, we uh, have one in Sweden for uh-huh. being in- intellectual, fish. Oh, fish? Oh, okay. Yeah, fish. Eat fish, yeah. you get intelligent. Yeah, right. Well, that is probably true because it's the uh, the, uh, the omega-3 or omega-6, I forget which it is. Omega-3. Omega-3 fats will ma- make your brain work better, right? So that's brain food, all right? So, so there, there is one, at least one food, folks, that will make you smarter, right? Or at least make your, improve your memory and make you – but we're not talking about – that fish was not in the garden. <laughs> we're, we're only talking about trees here, okay? We're using the metaphor of the word tree. Okay, so here, let me get into touch. I think I can squeeze this one in real quickly here because I brought this up earlier. The word touch is used in Genesis 3.3 by the woman Eve. What did Eve mean when she said that she could not touch the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Well, you can certainly touch an apple tree. It won't hurt you, right? Let us look at the original Hebrew and define the word touch. See Strong's 5060, Naga meaning to lie with a woman. By the way, the word naga in Sanskrit means naked. Okay, it means naked in various languages, nakt of Deutsch. So you have all these modern words that devolve or originate from the Genesis 3.15, right? See, strong, the Hebrew meaning, of the word touch has wide and profound implications. It is directly related to the lie of Satan that procreation would make Eve as a god or as a lesser god. Okay. And that just, as you said, the German word, uh, what, uh, what, nak, nak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have the same, this very similar to Swedish is naken, that is, yeah, naked. Right. Yeah. And so, Usually you have to get naked to have sex, right? Don't always have to, but uh, you know, typically that's the way it's done, right? And so, but they, before they had before they had this experience with this false tree, they were naked and not ashamed. Yeah, but now it's it's as you say. Now this it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that suddenly they're ashamed, and they had to wear loincloths. So it wouldn't have been a shameful thing if they had lain only with each other, right? 
And that, but that's that's why Eve and Adam and Eve had to wear the loincloths after engaging in this illicit forbidden sex, right? And so, so folks, we're scratching the surface here. We should have one more episode of this subject. I will not be around next week because I'm going to be off gallivanting around in Texas. But Paul English and Michael Swede will do Bloodlines next week. So have a good day. Have a Jew-free day. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. All you white people, don't get tricked by the tr- Beep.